Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, uh, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm yours dave and i'm having a sugar comatose reaction thingy <laughs> that's john yeah <laughs> and i'm sting <laughs> You're, <laughs> you're you're freaking terrifying is what you I bought, want so i bought one of these old school sting i grew my hair long we don't have the video anymore so i gotta explain this i grew my hair long i started growing it long in the early days of the pandemic we were replacing the floor in our old house and I, my hair was getting a little shaggy and i said you know what screw it i'm gonna grow my hair long and then i hit last year and it was getting decently linked and i said you know what i'm gonna let it go for one more year and i'm gonna be sting for halloween <laughs> and I, it worked 1997 sting so I got one of these old school sting masks from 1997 and I bought a t-shirt and then I just wore slacks because you can't tell. And I was sting for Halloween and I have never been more proud of myself on Halloween. So, so, so just that goes to show that if you ever cross JD, you have to think about protecting yourself for years because he like, plans on the long side oh yeah long term i'm a long-term plan guy like and everybody's like oh you got to paint your face i don't like painting my face i don't like the way paint feels on my face mm. so i got one of these old school masks and like it, i look like a 10 i look like a serial killer wearing but you do it's awesome it's an unintended side effect but it's dope not only that you'd have to shave off the goatee and the mustache and uh, this is just being lazy i mean like i'm they'll, get, they'll be gone soon oh okay when the mm. wife says, get rid of this, and it happens. So eventually you'll look like a 12-year-old again. The wife is in charge. Oh, she's absolutely in charge. <laughs> she makes more than I do. She's good looking. Like, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> well, I know why you're on the podcast. Com- comic relief, I mean. <laughs> That's why I'm on the podcast and why I'm here. It's pretty much yeah. what I bring to every relationship. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> So yesterday was Halloween, and as we're recording this, I, uh, JD, obviously you had a good Halloween. As you felt good about your muscles, your muscles. Oh, I felt yeah. My, that's just how I look, man. I got good. My, I got good muscles. <laughs> All you had to do was was paint that mask white, and you would have been Michael Myers. And yeah, if it was fully white, and I noticed that too. Instead of like the, because again, I was ninety-seven Sting, so it's kind of like a rip-off Crow look. So like, it's got like these nice little yep. like um mascara screeched down it but if it was all white yeah it would totally be michael myers i was not intending that and it it did give off a michael myers vibe it was unexpected but pretty cool well it doesn't matter between the mask and your build it's like okay i'm dead <laughs> well thank you so any, anything else new this week my kid was a ghostbuster again yes i saw the pictures that's that fine was- though i mean like it's oh, back yeah. in 
He's big time. well, he was a well, Ghostbuster two years ago, and he still kind of fits into the costume. We just had to tuck the boots into oh. the boot, or tuck the, the pants into the boots this year. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty much the farewell. And he got to do a uh because we live in a small town out, the kids paraded around like the area by the school. So he wanted to be Spider-Man for that and Ghostbusters for trick-or-treating. And because of the how the way the holiday fell this year, we were like, Yeah, sure, whatever. So <laughs> he was he was happy with it. That's cool. neat. And, and, uh, and now next year after the movie, you're going to have to buy him a new one because my, his Nana made him this costume. Ah, wow. He's, so that goes, that goes into the memory he's, bin. He's the only child. He's the only child of an only child. So he's special. <laughs> yeah. Just like nice. his dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about you, John? Anything new and exciting and wonderful? <laughs> Nothing. I, nah, nothing. I'm gonna talk about yet. So hold on. I'm a. I'm a two John's horn here for a second. John showed us his house for Halloween. This dude had five buckets of candy to be laid out in front of us, including a bucket for full size candy bars. And it Larger being John O'Grady, it was like perfectly organized with a note above each one, <laughs> differentiating which was in which bucket and whom should take which candy. So it was it was the most. I saw that. I went, that is so John O'Grady. It's awesome. But if one were to live in Amish country, one would need to visit the O'Grady home on Halloween because it looked pretty dope. I, I got well. I know I had music coming out. Like I, I, I hooked up one of my Alexas to to the upstairs, and I put a put one of my Unst Angle speakers in my in there, and I put it put it on high, and I was doing spooky haunted house music the whole night. And and the, and what, like it's still a small town here, so we don't have people parade around. Well, we don't have the kids parade around. What we do is all of the parents go out onto the street, and we share glasses of wine. And while while the kids are coming by, so you used, uh, to, have, you used to have somebody up the street that would like you know here here's some candy for the kids and here's a beer for the for the dad. <laughs> nice. Next year, I think I'm gonna have an I'm gonna have another bin, and that's just gonna have those little sample size things of you know all the different alcohols. So I'll, I'll let the parents have a little something. But I got a lot of kudos for it, so I'm probably gonna have to do it again next year. Although I've got more ideas of how to make it spookier. <laughs> Cool. It was impressive. It was very impressive. <laughs> it's it's funny because I live on one of the busiest streets in Northeast Philly. So like, and and there's only houses on on the street on my block. So like, kids do not come here. Like, and it's been like that since ever we moved in. So you know, and it, and it's funny because and I used to take my kids. It made it easier to take my kids out for Halloween. But I mean, my youngest is 19, so. <laughs> So he don't want to do it. Yeah. He don't want to do it. No, he's just like, go, hey, you're going to the store, see if there's candies on sale. <laughs> so you get to a point where you how you're too cool for Halloween. In, in college, it's kind of it's fun for a different reason, but then you become like an adult and then you get kids, and then it's like you have an excuse to be yes. stupid on Halloween. Well, no, well, well, yeah, once you once you kids, it's, yeah, it's like you you get the costume, and it's like, yeah, uh, I've got a bag too. You might as well just put something in. <laughs> like, this, this was our first Halloween, like trick or treating with another family, because mm-hmm. like my kids in kindergarten now, so he has like a best friend that lives down the street from us. Yeah, so it was like egos were clashing. Like it was like the, the, the getting the collecting of the candy was serious business, and they were getting like into it. Like it was intense, man. Five year olds, it's hard, man. It's hard to be five. <laughs> I'll never forget my daughter's best friend or one of her best friends uh, in grade school. And I was shocked. Like the, like we had met her parents a couple times, but like the, the first year they wanted to go trick or treating together, her parents just dropped her off. It's like, okay, 
Have fun. <laughs> oh, Peace. Boy. Yeah, she was a good kid, so it wasn't a big deal. But it was just like, wow, like That's you're trusting me. That's a tad presumptuous, too. <laughs> yes. Hey, you're trusting. I, I I play an adult on TV, but <laughs> I'm not so sure you want me with your kid. Oh man. Um, kind of funny how the the geeks and the nerds are always the ones that are trying to be more responsible oh, in society. Because we're geeks, like we've always had this. But my my youngest mm. granddaughter, whose birthday was actually on the tenth, but we finally celebrated it Saturday, so that was fun. And they, of course, they had their costumes on. My granddaughters, they were the twins were cats, and the baby was a pumpkin. Oh, how, how old are the twins now? Three. Okay, so next year's when they're gonna start. Like this is what I want to be. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, they wanted to be cats. Oh, they like, wanted to be cats. Okay, that's pretty cool. Then this three, because I was thinking about three was when Andy started deciding what he wanted to really be. Probably. Yeah. No, they wanted to be. And it's. Are you sure? And I, I like would throw ideas out. Nope. Nope. They want to be cats. So. Or when they dressed up like in my day, my parents dressed one of my brothers up as Aunt Jemima at one point. Ooh. Yeah, I know. It does not age well. Does not age well. So uh, well, I just remember those plastic costumes. early seventies, like. <laughs> With the plastic masks and then oh yeah the, oh yeah those like those things are yeah. scary looking as a mask I was wearing and, and then it's like <laughs> it's like oh I want to be Batman but there's a picture of Batman on my co- no that's not what Batman I know looks like. yeah I'll say this the costumes you buy at the store are way better today than they were 30 years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Like they actually resemble it. Cause I always felt bad for the kids who was clear. I was like, well, your parents didn't have time to put together a costume for you. They bought the one at the store, but now you buy one. Like Andy, we bought one for Andy at the store. It looks just like Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. It's like, there's no shame in this one. It's like, well, oh, yeah. wow. we couldn't oh, yeah. do better than this. Here you go, kid. You, you want to dress up as a monster. Like some of the, I even, even, even over a decade ago, I would go to the Halloween store the day after Halloween and and get everything at a discount for a LARP that a friend of mine used to run because you know that the ogre costumes and everything that the masks are so elaborate and they're mm-hmm. you know, polyurethane yeah. and, and 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 just you know they're really detailed and and yeah it's scary as hell. You know it's really scary as hell. My wife bought the thing for Andy this costume for Andy at like Costco or like that was like five bucks, and then the same costume was for sale at Halloween Express for like. 25 <laughs> i'm like that's how these places manage to stay open for only one quarter a year yeah know, and stay profitable yeah i I'll, I'll never forget like i don't i don't remember i mean what probably 12 so i don't know if i was too old to trick-or-treat or not but i i don't i didn't trick-or-treat but i dressed up and i remember that was like one of the first times i can remember where it was like oh i don't have to you know i can do my own costume and i got a i was freddy krueger and like I could buy a rubber Freddy Krueger mask, and I get the glove and just put on a green and red, red sweater, and I was like, you know, and it came the mask came with a fedora, and it's like, oh, there you go, perfect. Like I remember same year when I was twelve, I just was they, I bought a Hannibal Lecter mask. That was when that was kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and just wore sweats, and that was the year of the great egg fight in my neighborhood, oh. <laughs> where everyone was seriously the neighborhood kids divided into two teams, and we decided wherever you see each other, it was like a snowball fight, but with eggs. It was awesome <laughs> and sticky oh, and God. sticky. And then people were caught in the crossfire and it was, it was ugly. It was a great you know, story though. You know, I, I know we're, we're way off track, but at some it's point, Halloween, re- dude, yeah, I know. But at some point, remind me to tell you how I started an actual riot where the cops had to come and there were like hundreds of people and, and smoke bombs and everything. 
That was last weekend, right? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming, coming no, this, this week. This is in I'm college. I, I started a riot. <laughs> and he's proud of it. I, it if is, I started it is, a riot, I would never stop talking shit about that. It is, it is the most interesting thing I've ever done. It was totally unintentional. And it's the first time and the only time I've ever actually experienced mob mentality. And it's scary as hell. And it took the police yeah. to stop it. Hey, bud, I'm on, I'm working. I just came to say hi. Hi, you are. Hey, you have no clothes on. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. Good night, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> and then the other thing I did this weekend that I wanted to mention on the podcast, because this is a superhero podcast. I um, some saw, weeks. <laughs> I saw Let There Be Carnage. Oh, how was it? Oh dear, he's clammed that dramatic, up. That dramatic pause doesn't do much. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. It was. Oh my god! So, uh, full disclosure, I have I've seen scenes from the first one, but I've never actually sat down and watched the whole thing because, because you couldn't, or <laughs> because I couldn't get past the buddy cop relationship between Venom and and Eddie Brock because, like, that's not their relationship in the comics. Stupid, but yes, yeah. It's yeah. And it was a lot of that in the movie. Like yeah. there was a lot of humor and it was around their relationship. And I'm like, this does like lethal protector. No, like I'm supposed to be scared of him, not laughing at his, his antics. And it's just like, oh God. But yeah, but you know, when you have a, when you have a, a, a woman sitting next to you holding your hand, you let some stuff slide. <laughs> nice. So. I was. I heard there's a nice little post credit sequence, though. Yeah, we didn't stay for it, but I saw that online. We talked about oh, it on the show. We did. That's what I was tying it back in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was just. It was funny because. And, and the thing is, we originally we were going to go see the James Bond movie, right? Because that seems that's newer or whatever. But that didn't start till nine. This started at seven twenty, and we were ready to go see the movie then. And it was like, ah, okay. <laughs> I'll say this: for what the movie was, it was good. For what they were trying to do. But as a Venom Carnage movie, no, it was horrible. It's like, not the Venom that you want to see brought into the MCU, basically. Exactly. Right? Yes. And now he's in the MCU, so we don't have much of an option. Like we're um, getting that whether we want it or not. I well, kind of wonder. I, 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 I'm sorry. I heard a fan theory that states that. You know, Venom, we spend a lot of time on these fan theories. I know, I know, but it, this is a, this is one of the more interesting ones. Yeah. That Venom said, Venom had just said he was going to show Eddie from the from the 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 was it they have the, the the link the symbiotes have that huge link brain right a hive mind and that when everything turned and eddie found himself in another universe it wasn't really eddie being in another universe it was the symbiote it was it was Car venom showing him the venom in that universe and that we're not actually going to see this eddie brock in that universe hmm Eh, I don't know. I think they. I, I think Sony is biting at the, chopping at the bit to do a Sinister Six, and this is their way to get Venom into it. And I think well, that's yeah, what I they mean, want. Uh, I wonder if I wonder if Sony had that in any of their their contracts in order to keep the Spider Man stuff. Like, please do our Sony, Sinister Six thing. We can't get it off the ground. So Sony's got that thing in perpetuity. Sony will have that until they don't want it anymore, and they have an option on it. as long as there's a Spider Man movie in production, it's theirs. They pay them and Fox bailed Marvel out of bankruptcy so they can have that. And Fox is now Fox was now absorbed into the collective. So yes. they still kind of owe Sony. That is funny how how they ba bailed them up. But 
Nope. Then no. they eventually absorbed them. It is life well, weird like that. Marvel didn't absorb them. Disney did. Because Mar- yes, eventually... Marvel was absorbed by Disney, the collective, the, the hive mind, the symbiote, and... if you will. <laughs> eventually, Disney will uh, own everything. It's going to be the United States of America presented by Disney. And I don't understand. I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard a lot of talk, but some people liked what's his name? Carnage. Cletus Cassidy. Woody yeah, okay. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah. Woody Harrelson. And I was just like, I didn't feel he was right for the part. Really? Was, I thought he, I thought the casting was pretty good. I mean, again, f- I guess for the movie they were telling it. Okay, there are definitely one-liners. It feels like an early two thousands superhero movie. The way that it. it's cut, the way that the, the one-liners are in there, and it's just like, well, it's we, a buddy cop. I mean, yeah, but, but we expect yeah. so much more from these movies today and it was you shouldn't like, from a this from a sony one they haven't <laughs> it's true <laughs> have you seen the one we're going to be talking about later yeah 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 speaking of, so, speaking of talking about later but yeah so so i don't know it, i will say this i was completely shocked i mean it was a saturday night but it's still a movie that's been in the theater for over a month now right a couple months yeah, yeah. and the, it was crowded i mean it really was, it was a basically sold out theater. And I'm like, I was shocked. I'm like, I mean, don't, granted, it wasn't one of the bigger theaters, but still. still yeah. Yeah. I, That's even more impressive than. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I was kind of hoping the theater would be empty. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. That's madness. I don't know. Madness, I tell you. I would say if, uh, I would say if you haven't seen it, wait for uh, DVD. <laughs> Or, I'm sorry, streaming. <laughs> DVD. My God, I'm old. So, <laughs> so let's move on then. Let's move on to our favorite topic, guys. Social media madness. Blah. This All is right. the end. <laughs> My only friend. The end. So we talked about um, Angry Batman. Hmm. And how is there any other kind? It's no well, the answer. <laughs> this is the angriest Batman we've seen. How's that? Is that better? Fair. And uh, oh shoot, sorry, it's making me log into Twitter. All I right. got it. I got it open. Yeah, I can read if you want. Go for uh, it. Yeah, go uh, for it. Okay, Wolver Steve at Wolver Steve, which I like your name by the way, dude. Says works for me. I think this at the Batman is going to be incredible. And there's a bat emoji at the end. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. I don't know. I mean, most people are so far who've seen it are, are excited about it. So, I mean, even people who don't easily get excited about this stuff anymore are like, it looks good. Some are like, eh, it kind of feels like Nolan, but angrier. It does feel so. angrier than Nolan. I don't know if that's a bad thing necessarily. I'm still more concerned with the Riddler than I am with Batman. Well, exactly. But yeah, it's the kind of the, the take they want to do on the Riddler. Oh, yeah. Now. No, it is. There's no argument. That so, definitely... so I'm the only one of us that's really not excited about this, I guess. You are the only one. Mm. You were alone on O'Grady Island. O'Grady. You usually am. And I, I like still get voted off I like somehow. I, I don't know. <laughs> O'Grady Island. I have to write that down. That's a, That's got a ring to it, actually. Oh, my God. It's got a good ring to it. You know, there in Ireland, there is an O'Grady Castle and O'Grady Lake. And, you know. So... But... <laughs> All right, so moving on, we did talk about, we did review Dune last week, the newest movie from Warner Brothers, and uh, we had some feedback on this. First, we'll start with Charlton Hero said, the movie was fine. The ending felt very truncated, but understandable as 
they were adapting half the book for dune as a property as a whole it was about a good as a job you could do to present a very dense franchise to the general public and make it coherent yeah that's pretty much a summary of our show last week yeah and then timothy jones had to gotta include tim i watched the original movie when it came out it was okay although i've heard that the current movie is good i just might check it out for the record i'm not ashamed to say i'm afraid of giant sphincter sandworms and especially giant sandworms in your sphincter <laughs> hey um, let's not bring stephen king into this okay and then and then that he followed very, it up. that is very king but yeah you're right about that and then he followed it up with it would be cool if the sphincter worm would cough up string and Sting. Sting. And he plays a few bars of synchronicity. This is becoming very sting? elaborate. Sting? Oh, wait, wrong sting. Wrong sting. <laughs> Not that sting. You know, that my sting actually owns the rights to the name and has, and has to have a deal, has a deal worked out with, you know, Gordon Sting. Really? Hmm. He was That's smart funny. Enough, he was smart enough to trademark the name. Wow. So, so don't forget sour grapes available <laughs> in finer newspapers across the country. And sphincters. <laughs> And sphincters. Oh my god! <laughs> and then, sorry, Tim, you set me up on that one. And then, so Wizard Podcast said, tweeted a, a I don't get it meme at us. I don't get it either. It says POV. You called Dune boring. I don't. And they're and it's the cast laughing. I don't know. I guess that's the director in the middle. I mean, uh, I thought we liked it. That's not Dennis Villeneuve, is it? I'm not sure. Well, I mean, but do we call it, do we call it boring? I said it was a little yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah, he said oh, it's boring. Oh. Oh, but I didn't trash it. I just said it was, you know, it, know. it, it was boring. Don't, don't you understand in geek culture, any any negative comment whatsoever, even a moderate comment is considered negative. It's like, And then this one here, Memphis Neat. Neat. At, at Hey DD Sweets, tweet it at us. That alone just got you all a new fan. It's now. <laughs> my question is was it our review of dune or was it the clip that i used oh no it's the clip <laughs> it's, it's the clip <sighs> okay uh, john just hmm. so you know because i know you don't go on follow us on social media and you don't listen to the show after we record it it's that's when why, that that's why my opinion is so fresh when we were coming back from commercial and you said, let me insert something here. And JD went off and said, is that a pickup line? That's the clip. And that had me cracking up. And yes. This is why it's better that John doesn't the show. <laughs> hey, I got a fan. That was funny. That was good material. I'm glad we used it on the show. It was. It was. I was on a roll. <laughs> I'll a give it to you. roll. What's oh, that, sorry. John? I said, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Is, no, that, no. is that another pickup line? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to shut the hell up now because... You can't. <laughs> All right. And then finally, we talked about the Hellraiser reboot. Hellraiser. Motor, motor, uh, motor, <laughs> motorhead for you. Which had... Uh, first we had... And I used a gift from the old franchise, obviously, when I tweeted it out. Yeah. And we had uh, Steelers 4-3 because I can't read the first word. It's at ST33Spike. Dude, I don't have that. Is it oh, on both? It, it, it's, 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 I had sent it in a separate email. It's up oh, higher. Oh, okay, I missed it. Who basically said, love it. Repres representation matters, even in horror movies and their villains. And then Timothy Jones <laughs> chimed in again and said, 
Is his head an actual pincushion or just pins growing out of his head? That's such a Tim, that is such a Tim Jones question. <laughs> to which D Square replied, I don't see the point. Dot, dot, oh, dot. God. <laughs> God. Well played. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Thanks. Oh, thank you, very, John. Very prickly answer. Oh. So I can play that game too. Hmm. And then. Terrible. <laughs> that's why the, that's why we got the fans for the dad jokes. All right, and then Gorilla Brain Podcast said, "It's a double-edged sword. Any opinion on this? Because if you say you like it, the idea, the horror community shuns you. If you don't like the idea, you're a sexist. Also, I lost all respect for the Hellraiser franchise after three, so it's whatever to me." <laughs> I actually think that's fair. I mean, like that is like Schrodinger. It's like uh, it is a catch twenty-two, right? Because the both assumptions get you in trouble. It's true. It's why you just shouldn't express any opinions ever. Um, but <laughs> oh wait, oh, then what are we doing? <laughs> I know, getting ourselves in trouble week after week. Um, yeah. But he's also not wrong about Hellraiser. Hellraiser two kind of sucks. Hellraiser three is stupid fun. It's very, very, very stupid, but fun. But yeah, after that, it's all downhill. There were a couple of movies in there Which, that weren't even Hellraiser movies. They were other movies that they shoehorned. Yeah the box into in order to just have a, a hellraiser movie out i think, I, think I saw was that harvey was that harvey Bell? harvey weinstein making that ah throw pinhead in there like was he doing that i think so. i don't know if he had anything to do with those i'd have to look it up I, I just saw reviews of them by the cinema snob and i went over some of the history of some of them and it's i believe it was, I saw it was interesting because they like you know they're they were they were just really horrible movies that they just shoehorned pin, uh, pinhead into you know and they were direct to video release because barker got paid Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I, it did go to space, like all, go you know, I was going to say, should go. I'm pretty sure I saw the first two, and I believe it's the last one where they go to space. And I don't know what number that is. I used to like, like I like the third fourth? one a lot when I was in high school because it had a really hot girl in it. And I was the perfect age that I would make time to see Hellraiser 3 because I was like, oh, she's so hot even when she turns into a monster. Like, yeah, that's why I thought it was fun and stupid. So, cinematic. And then you. And then you marry someone who turns into a monster. Oh, my wife is not a monster. She is a wonderful human being and a lovely person. That would never. <laughs> Does she listen to the show? No. Oh, okay, I mean, good. No, good. My, was... my wife. My wife gets enough of my shit daily. She doesn't even <laughs> listen to my shit. It, it was Hellraiser Bloodline that was in space, and that was... Bloodline was in space. Yeah. That's one of those ones when clear this was not supposed to be a Hellraiser movie. I think I remember that one seeing the trailer, and all of a sudden Pinhead's there, and you're like, what? How's Pinhead here? And that's, you know, how that. Right. Happened. Exactly. So. Yeah. I think right. it was in, Inferno. I think Inferno was also one that was like not. I'm pretty sure wasn't it was after three are basically like that. Yeah, mm. I think so. I mean, here's the deal. What does it matter if Pinhead's a guy or a girl? He's a demon. Sure. It's a demon. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, it's a Cenobite. Oh, yeah. I don't think. I mean, that's the whole thing. And it's just like, I mean, we've talked about it with the Ghostbusters reboot where it's like. If you at the especially at the time, like if you didn't like it, you were sexist, and it's like no, it's just a bad movie. <laughs> I want I wanted it to be a, a good movie because so many people I dislike on Twitter were railing against it from the get go, and then it was like oh no, it's not a good movie. Yeah, and and I thought it was going to be good because again it had four of the funniest women in comedy in it, and it was just like why is this so bad? It's just hey, a man, corporate schlock. 1981 or uh, 1941 was written by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale. The guys who give us back to the future. It mm-hmm. was directed by Steven Spielberg. It starred John Belushi and, and Dan Aykroyd. And it sucked. 
1941. I thought that was it was. I thought that nah, was kind nah. of funny though. No, it's terrible. Hmm. I mean, it's so compare it to everything else that those guys did. Doesn't measure up. It, it's so talks about it. Yeah. it. It's so funny. Like I just watched the the movies that made us the Back to the Future episode. Me too. That's why it was fresh in my head. Exactly. And they talked about their first two movies were like flops and then what was it romancing the stone romancing the stones used cars is actually a, a pretty decent movie though i just don't think it found the right audience yeah i like that movie but yeah not 1941 is bad but romancing the stone is a fun movie yes and then that's what got them to green light back, back to the, the future, future which originally the time machine was going to be a refrigerator yeah good thing they made that they changed their mind on that although they did eventually use that sequence with did oh, you God. recognize the sequence right. with the yeah john knows where i'm going with this the refrigerator and the nuclear uh, yes. explosion yes yeah. yes uh, they, made, they lodged into a film where it made much more sense indiana jones <laughs> i wish i was making that up we all do we all do we all wish the crystal skull didn't exist all right well on that note i wish that was a good the idea worked <laughs> we're going to if you want to know how you can follow us on social media and get more superhero speak and be part of social media bandits, here's our good friend D Square to tell you more. We have a five-year-old visitor. Do you want to tell everybody hi for the show? Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following superherospeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. No, I didn't tell him about the, your, your shot. I tell him about my face. Well, they don't want to hear about your face. <laughs> or how I had to hold you down while you kicked and screamed and told, you, and told everyone you would never trust me again. That, they, they can hear that. They can hear that. That's because there's a microphone right there. I think you should go to bed. Okay, buddy? Okay. Can I have a hug? I love you. Aw. Aw. Are you eating an egg before bed? Yeah. You weirdo. Go to bed. <laughs> He's got to get his protein. That's my boy. Close the door. Good night, pal. He did. He had an absolute connection fit when we went for flu shots. You thought you thought he was a cow being led to slaughter. Close the door, troublemaker. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that, Don. And uh, the fun never ends. <laughs> On that note, and don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast. Well, YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And on that note, we're going to take our first commercial break and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. John, is there anything you want to insert this week? No, uh, I did throw a last minute. There was yeah. tomorrow they're going to release that new trailer for Morbius. So 
and they, they had a teaser for it. I'm trying, I'm trying to leave it lay. Trying not to steer into the skid. Trying to let it go. But I'm and trying that, to set you up. I know, I know. I need I cannot rely on old material. I need new material. I'm more than a one trick. I'm more than a one-trick pony here to entertain you. Actually, no, that's all I am. I was going um, to say, hold on. How many times do you need to kill John? As long as he keeps paying is the answer to that question. <laughs> well, I really like this. Every time, the basically. Eye. Every time. I appreciate that. There's many murders in your future. Well, speaking of uh, one-trick ponies, this I don't know. I, I, I don't get this. I really don't get it. Pixar's got a new movie coming out. You don't get that, what Pixar has a new movie coming out? I, it, they, well, I'm sorry. First off, I had no idea they were making this. It feels like it came out of left field. Yeah. And it's like, this is the most bizarre concept to me. I don't know why. I just, I can't wrap my head around the idea of making what looks like a serious Buzz Lightyear movie. <laughs> so, so did you see the watcher in the background? This is another what if, right? Oh my <laughs> God. This is, like the, this is the origin of the character the toy is based on the toy being in a time that was in the past of the original character the toy from a movie we're getting a super meta story this is like what's the kid from saint elsewhere looking into the globe at this point like hmm. and or the krampus and that's what like that's what i'm getting at like is this something we need it like does anyone care you know you, you ask that but you know, regardless of everything else, that trailer was more exciting than anything I've seen from DC lately. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree. Like, the tra- I, I thought the trailer was the trailer I looks the trailer got me excited. The, I wanted the to trailer see looks really good. It's crazy that Chris Evans is playing Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, in, in this, Sir. but yeah, I was also having me wondering. Remember, we talked to before there was like a a secret uh, deal he had with uh, with Marvel that they weren't talking about, like. I know this is Pixar. It's different, so it probably wasn't this. But I just might meet go like, is this the movie he came back to Disney for? Not another Marvel movie because that's uh, that's a scary I, thought. It looks it looks good. I you know I mean I'm I'd go see it. Yeah, I I I probably will see this. <laughs> I'm morbidly curious. Uh oh, that's better than not curious. Did, did right, I someone? Broke my head, I broke my headphones. I was about to say, did someone break their headphones? I did. Yeah. Whoops! Shit. So, so here's a question: You have you're the guy in the show with the youngest child. Is this something your son would be excited to see? I don't know. I haven't shown him the trailer. Honestly, he he uh, he's kind of lukewarm to Toy Story. Doesn't dislike it, but it's not one of his jams. So, hmm. I don't think this will do much for him. Because he is super, he's really into superhero stuff, right? So I don't know if, if I, he, I think he prefers so, Woody to Buzz Lightyear to begin with. So ooh. I don't know. Well, I mean, I've been trying to figure out who the, who the target audience is. Is it kids who grew up with the original now? Is it like 20 somethings to get them? You mean 30 somethings, right? Like the, yeah. the original. The original came out in 95. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> We passed the 25th anniversary of Toy Story last year. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess it's to appeal to 30-somethings, and then maybe they'll bring their kids to see it. I think that's what it is. I think it's what a lot of these things are meant to do now, is to meant to appeal to the older generations. They drag their kids along kicking and screaming. Hmm. Yeah, I just don't see... I don't either. Uh, I don't think this is I don't think this is their best idea. Yeah, I, it just it, it feels like 
Green Lantern. That's what it feels like. <laughs> it looks like it is better. A better. Uh, I don't know. I it, it, it looks better. Be, than, I didn't say it was going to be good. Yeah. Bad, I mean, you know? it's, Green Lantern it's, sucked. That's what. The, that's the vibe I get off this. Because it's like it's they already milked it for four Toy Story for four movies. Yeah. But they and, can't make any more of those. They finished that. I mean, there's no way they can bring resuscitate that plot line for another go. So they could. Now they can make. But, now they can start making making money off of the franchise. But that's yeah. what I was getting at. It feels like they were like, oh, you know what? We really can't do another one. So let's let's go off and do like a serious Buzz Lightyear movie, and then we'll do a serious Western with Woody. And that's coming next. It's going to be like the Roan Ranger, where Woody dies and is resurrected by. <laughs> oh my God! Well, you know we're saying got, this, but you know that's the, as long as he got the Soul Stone, you know. Potato. <laughs> You're like John Wick with French fries. <laughs> oh my god! But that's the whole thing. And when you do it, when you're like saying, "Well, this is the story that that toy is based on," you don't need Steve Allen. Steve Allen. It'd be um, great if they had Steve Allen. That'd be freaking impressive, man. He's been dead for like thirty years. No, um, Tim Allen. Tim, you don't need Tim Allen to come back and do the voice. You can get someone like Chris Evans to come and do the voice. And the same thing. You don't need Tom Hanks to be the voice of Woody in the the movie. You get. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. to do it, you know, or or something like that. You know, I'm just I'm throwing a name out there since they're both dead in Marvel. They can now do Pixar cartoons. <laughs> yeah, this is a terrible idea. It's probably going to make a lot of money, and I'm totally wrong oh. about this, but I think it's a terrible idea nonetheless. Well, it's yeah, it's a Pixar movie. Of course, it's going to make a lot of movie mm-hmm. money. So, yeah, has there been a Pixar movie that hasn't made money or that's been disappointing? I don't know. I mean. Like the only thing, my only question would be: Wasn't there that sea monster movie that that was released directly to Disney Plus? Like it, it wasn't even like a, a premium. Yeah, end of last year. So like that obviously didn't make money because it was it's just based on subscriptions. And everyone who saw it's like, yeah, it's a Pixar movie. It follows the basic Pixar formula, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, but Maybe. like, yeah, I'm like, so I kind of half wonder, like, did they not do the the premium access because they didn't think people were going to pay for it, you know. Maybe they didn't have that confidence. Oh, you mean the good one? dinosaur one? Or no, not good dinosaur. Time? I don't even remember what you guys are talking about. To be honest, it was it was it was took place in a in a like Italy or something, and they're two friends, but one of them is a sea. Oh, monster. that just came out though, right? One, one was, of the, one of them's a mermaid or merman. Or merman, yeah. When he comes on the land, he turns into a boy, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Splash. But, no. Oh my God! No, that's that's Daryl Hannah. That's way, way. That's mm, uh, sounds, see. Like, sounds like Splash. Now you're gonna make me go on the internet and relive Splash. Tom and, Hanks was hey Tom Hanks and all circuit all comes back. Luca, it's called Luca. Luca, oh, yeah, that's Luca. it. Right. Okay. But as far as 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 far as Pixar movies that didn't make a lot, Soul only made seven million. Yeah, but that came out during the pandemic. Exactly. That's yeah. a bad that's a bad example. And that's a good movie. And Onward made 103, but like that I, that, that disappoints me because that was like one of the best movies I've but seen. But that also that came out during the very during, early part of the pandemic, so they yeah. had some release, right? So, and, I'm, and I'm probably imagining they're including and that, Disney. That was one of the, that was one of the first movies that they put on Disney Plus like right, right away. Yes, yeah. well, my dumbass bought it on Amazon like two weeks beforehand yes. and paid like thirty bucks because that wasn't there wasn't they didn't announce they were going to do that. So so right after that, there's the Good Dinosaur with three hundred thirty two million, which was right. also a fairly good movie, but you know, and then a Bug's Life, which I would have put the Good Dinosaur above that one, and Bugs right Life above is that is Cars Cars Three. 
Black yeah. Life is basically Seven Samurai. Yes. Yeah. With, with Dave Foley. <laughs> yes, it is. So, all right, we spent enough on no, this. I have no interest. All right, now we're gonna now we're gonna talk about something that I hate it. Porn. <laughs> what? You know, you're re- now you're trying to instigate. Okay, it's like. <laughs> so so, Master of the Universe. They released the first half of it. Uh, and... Dave, you have, by the way, you have a. My kid is in the same boat as you. Really? What? He watched, he watched this Masters of the Universe revelation, and he was digging because Michelle's texting me. He's like, he loves this. He absolutely loves this. And I thought she was watching the reboot. I didn't realize she was watching the Kevin Smith one. And then she goes, He Man dies. And I'm like, Oh, you're watching that one. He was done. 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 Yeah. He's like, I don't want to watch this. He was he completely checked out. He he has not wanted to put on. He just it bothered him to no extent that He Man died. Yes. So then you watch the trailer. For- you guys watched the trailer, right? For the second half? I, I yes. did. And let, let me tell you, I really hate trailers that just blow the the so all of this all of the good stuff. Like well, they had to they had to kind so, of get some people back. So I, I so know, but, but they blew it. They they blew. here's here's where I am with this. Okay. So when the the show was being worked on, Kevin Smith kept coming out and saying it's it's the rumors about it being Tila centric are wrong. It's all about He-Man, blah, blah, blah. Again, I like I said, the promotional material made it look like it was all about He-Man. And then, of course, they killed He-Man in the first episode. Spoiler alert. And then they bring him back, right? Okay, fine. But when all this controversy was going on, Kevin Smith, like, started going like, oh, well, you know, if you don't like it, then you're just sexist and started doubling down on that kind of speak and whatnot. And then this trailer comes out and it's all He-Man again. And it's like, now now my mind's in one of two places. Either this was the plan all along and they're trying to bring back those people they lost that got upset because they killed He-Man, but it makes me wonder, well, then why did Kevin Smith double down about, you know, when he was like, oh, it's called Masters of the Universe, you know? Or, or two, maybe He-Man just comes back at the very end, but they're showing all the He-Man clips again to suck people to come back and watch it. They can't make a TV, they can't make an animated show that fast. No, no, so, but I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Like, so these are these clips just in the final episode when he does his triumphant return, or is he throughout the whole second half? We won't know until we watch the show. Yeah, um, but Mike, they, if, if I'm a betting man, he comes back at the end of the first episode of this comeback. Yeah, I, I don't know. It looks like that. It it looks like they're going to spend a couple of episodes bringing him back, and it then could, it could be. It could be, but they um, blew all of the good parts of that. So I would hate to, I would hate to tell you that Kevin so- that Kevin Sullivan, Kevin Smith is being over the top, but at the same time, like if you read some of the vitriol he gets online, it is from the, you know, the four chan crowd. You know, and those are the voices that get amplified the loudest. And like we talked about Ghostbusters, because real criticism gets lost in with the incels or the yeah. loudest. So you're so talking four chan and eight chan, basically. Yeah. So you like you get any real criticism is lost to the excuse me the loudest voices right which is what we talked about yeah so we're back to where we were a couple more right which was what my like I had actual criticism not like I just hate it because it's Tila but and again I said I also would love the idea like if you want to make a show where He Man's gone and they have to pick up the pieces and they have to you know go through eternity without him and like that's an awesome idea do it right. But don't sell me one thing, then give me that, and then double down when people get upset. Like, 
the best thing he probably could have done is ignore most of the criticism. He, yeah, he's not. He's not Caitlin. I know. He's not. He's he has built his entire brand on being very interactive with his fan base. So it's it's not within his nature to be like Christopher Nolan and just be like, "You peons don't matter to me. I am film god." You know, that's <laughs> that's not that's not. That was, that was a really good impression there. <laughs> Thank you. I've actually been in a room with him, so I've seen him do it. Um, oh, man. So, yeah, like, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Like, I get why. They wanted the surprise, right? And it got yeah. leaked, and they're trying to cover their ass because, like, oh, no, it's it's this. Because I think they believe, as a writer, when you have something, when you think you have something, you you want to keep the integrity of your surprise, mm-hmm. right? But then it kind of, co- I do think that those those reports did color some perspective. And I think this whole thing has been botched. This shouldn't have been two parts. It should have just released the whole thing. And Amazon just misplayed this. Netflix. Netflix, excuse me. And that's I'm the Netflix. blaming Amazon for everything. I'm sorry. But that's also the Netflix thing. Like, they don't give you everything at once with these kinds of shows. They give you yeah. two pieces. And it's like. But that's a problem. Sometimes. And and the whole idea is, well, you know, we're just trying to, I understand it's a yeah. marketing thing. They want to keep you around till they release the second half. Mm-hmm. But you alienated so many people with this. Like, you should have just right away given us the second half once you saw how pissed off the fans were getting. But I also think there's this, I, I said it before, I think there's this idea, and I'm not saying Kevin Smith's behind it. I think Netflix is behind it where it's like, oh, there's no such thing as bad press. Like, I think we Netflix- got people. Well, look at the Dave Chappelle thing. I think Netflix absolutely 100% believes that. I think Netflix is totally like all press is good press. Give us the more mm-hmm. press, more of the press. You hate us? Yes, more. Like, I think that that's totally Netflix. But the, I don't think that's Kevin Smith at all. I don't but the issue is that because he played along, he made himself look bad, I think, in the long run here. I don't know. It depends if you think it made him look bad. I mean, I think he's a filmmaker that believes in his stories. Right. And then if you're if you're someone who doesn't like Kevin Smith, you can just point to the walrus would be just like, look, Kevin Smith has lost it. You <laughs> <The> know, <walrus. laughs> I forget the name. Tusk. And it's Tusk. Yeah, yep, Kevin that's Smith it. Is, Kevin yeah. Smith isn't Kevin Smith anymore. I haven't seen the show because, quite frankly, now that Andy doesn't want to watch it, he's done. Like, he will not watch part two. He, we watched the other key man. He loved that one. Cool. That one See? wasn't bad. Even I, oh, even I, took I liked it. See, I yeah. told you. You're right, Dave. You're 100% right. Like, tip my cap to you, or my headband to you, on that one. And Andy loved that He-Man. But it's more geared for him, right? Yeah, right. exactly. That one was it, more It's like Teen Titans Go for He-Man. Very much, very much. I'm not, it's not quite as irreverent as Teen Go. Yeah, There's no, more, no, it's, you're it's right. It's geared for kids. Yeah. Where that one is more geared for adults. And, like, I get what they were going for. I just don't know if they played their cards right. Like, because... I think our generation is still scarred by Optimus Prime. Yes. We don't do well with this kind of stuff. Don't don't kill our heroes. No. Especially when we, well, this has been my big, big rule about comics. It's like when we need to spike comic sales, we're just going to kill somebody else and then we'll bring them back at some point. It doesn't matter. And then like you get jaded. Like I'm so, I don't want to read much Marvel anymore. I'm just going to do the Spider-Man thing again because it's just, I'm so, I'm so jaded by them because that's just what they do over and over and over again. So that's what this feels like to me. Sometimes they don't kill a character. Sometimes a character gives up being the the hero and someone else takes over. Nice, nice segue. See what I did for you there, Dave? <laughs> so speaking of comics and Marvel, um, right. recently Danny Rand in the comics gave up being Iron Fist to save the universe, as as these things always go. Sure, he uh, did. <laughs> so now they're now they're bringing in a new Iron Fist, a new miniseries. There will be a new hero as Iron Fist, but they will not. They have not revealed his identity yet. 
The only artwork, obviously, he's wearing the mask, so you can't see who he is underneath. And uh, yeah, it's uh, who's I'm trying to find where, who's the writer on this. Alyssa, Alyssa Wong. Wong. Alyssa Wong, excuse me. Alyssa hmm. Wong and the artist is Michael. It's YG. So I'm not sure if it's if there's a pronunciation to it. It's just Michael YG. It's Mike, Michael Ying. Ying, is that how it's pronounced? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so an Asian creative team on this. Yes. And that's coming out next early next year, 2022. Art looks um, great. Yeah. I mean, it does. Yeah. The tiny, the, the art looks good. I mean, you can't really say anything. That's all I got to go on. The art looks great. Right. Like they're not, they're not revealing much about the story. I'll say this as like knowing people that are creatives, like, like the cool thing about this is it allows them to come in and tell a fresh story using the character. But now let's be honest. We all know that there's copyrighted material here and trademarks. And we know Danny Rand will eventually return to the mantle because that's how this always works. <laughs> I don't, I don't, do you think the Netflix, do you think because of the Netflix thing and the backlash that maybe they're going to move the character more towards an him, Asian? Or... I think it made him expendable, to be honest with you. I think the, the reaction, although it's very after the fact, like it's been like three, four, yeah. five years since then. True. But I do think it made the character expendable for it. Mar- you know, comics move very, very slow. Yeah. You know, that's just the nature of comics. It takes a long time to do it. Because nobody that. wants to see change. Well, that and too, and, but... and old CB Sabolsky has got some stuff to apologize for. So I think this is all, you know, legacy heroes are tough because sometimes they stick, right? And sometimes mm. they miss really badly. Like Miles Morales is probably like the most successful and is also the most daring, you know? Yeah, but they also now have them side by side. Like yes. Peter Parker's back and with Miles Morales. It's not yeah, like Yeah, but it was also a different it was a different it was a different universe when they first launched Miles. Well, oh, yes, yeah. yes. But yes. it's same so he could do that. But at the same time, redoing a new Spider-Man is bold. Right. But this but right? this is a di- this is a different situation. Like it this the situation, situation is like the backlash was a lot I mean, of you know, whitewashing and stuff. And that it character is. comes from a different era. So. From an exploitation era. Like yeah. and and I don't know if there's enough accrued love for the Danny Rand character in general. So I think all of this makes him, you know, uh, well, I mean, part of the problem, part of the problem is that the Danny Rand is the, uh, is it the fish out of water story? Like, yeah, it's stranger in a strange land, stranger in a strange land. Like, like that's the whole point of the character. And number one, it is a story that kind of only works in the short term. Cause then like, once he gets accepted and he gets the mantle, like that part of the story is over. And now he's just, Iron Fist, you know. That's what, the, that's what the Iron Fist and Luke Cage story. Exactly. Because yeah, um, he could play off and he didn't so, have to be that I mean, like, the idea of, like, the idea of calling it whitewashing is, just, to me, the stupidest thing in the world. Like, you don't get the character then. Like, you've not read the book. No, but at the same time, what it's white, it's not whitewashing. It's a white savior story. Yes, that's that's it's yeah. That's different. So the white yeah. savior story is, we're in this problem. We need only someone, like, we need someone special to come along and save us. Oh, it's this white guy. And again, it's... I get it. No one creates a story and goes, well, I'm going to make a white guy to save everybody. It just becomes something that happens over and over and over and over again. Right. It's a trope. So that's how tropes happen. And again, I like Danny Rand character too, but, but at the same time, like I don't love him. Like I'm not in love with Danny Rand. He's not my, he's not my favorite character, but I also don't know if this is going to stick. Like Captain Marvel worked like, like turning Miss Marvel into Captain Marvel. That turned to be a stroke of genius. That worked Hmm. great. But not all these things, not all these things work. Most of them, there's a lot more failures in their successes in doing these legacy characters. So I'm very curious to see what happens after this. Yeah. Cause in this case, it's just the fact that the Netflix show and the bad writing on that just so sort of catapulted that into the general acting. consciousness. Yeah. yeah. It makes and, it. it ma- 
it but, sort of brought it to light to way more people than it than it has been, which is mm-hmm. why it became a thing. But it's also five years ago. So I mean, like that story is but, like past. true. But I, I'll, I'll give John this: there is a possibility of bringing this character, this new character, in if he's if the comics does well. Because again, they're they're just giving him a miniseries. It's not mm-hmm. like it's an ongoing book. But if the miniseries sells well and he's popular enough, I could see Marvel reintroducing Iron Fist as this new character and totally. Uh, Acting like Danny Rand doesn't exist no, in, the, have, in the MCU. No, I don't think on oh, the MCU, like in the cinematic yes. universe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Possible. The, because we have this giant rift now with the Netflix shows. Yes. Right? Yeah. So that's that's entirely possible. I think this something someone was tried about five years ago again with the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider character, right? We were going to go mm-hmm. with the Latino version of Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider in a car. And it's kind of cool, but at the same time, you know, Ghost Rider is pretty iconic. And so Johnny Blaze is once again the center of the character. And motorcycles right? are still cool. So, And it's a cooler thing. I mean, like even <laughs> Danny Ketch, when I was growing up, Danny Ketch was, but again, eventually it goes back to Johnny Blaze because the original is still the one that works. And most of these right. cases, even when you can't get the series to kind of re- restart itself, like I don't think anyone's brought back the original Nick Fury yet. Like we've all kind of accepted the Sam Jackson Nick Fury, even in the mainline Marvel Marvelers. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Rich Rider's back as as Nova, but they still have Sam. Ale- I think it's Alexander running around. So I mean, like sometimes sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't. Connor Hawk was a great idea, but Oliver Queen is just way cooler. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> he likes Connor. Yeah. Hawk. Yeah. Wow. You um, know. Yeah. You know, he, okay. so everyone everyone got to have a fan of somebody. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about this one. I think it's really going to depend on how this miniseries works because marvel will shut if this doesn't work they'll shutter this there's millions of there's a lot of exactly genesis vel for when they when that version of captain marvel didn't didn't work oh yeah i mean you could point to every character and Mm -hmm. there's been somebody else who picked up the mantle at some point in the history and some stick and some some don't yeah i think every marvel every major uh, major marvel character has gone through this some point or another and dc and dc yeah, yeah, absolutely. And DC too. And then in DC, they just kind of like keep all the characters. Well, Marvel's doing that, but Marvel's doing that too. They're now. starting like, to do it. They're starting to do it. Like, like I said, there's, there's Miles and Peter running around. I, there's there's a lot of them. I wonder if I wonder if a crisis style event isn't coming for Marvel in the future because their continuity is now fifty plus years old. And it's oh kind of it's hard to penetrate. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't. The new sixty two. I doubt. But I hope they don't do that. Yeah, I, I, we one would hope they would have learned from DC's mistakes. Well, what they'll make the, they'll make their own completely new mistakes, but at wait, least they'll what, not what, do what DC what, did. What what year was uh, the first Fantastic Four? Sixty one. Okay, so the new sixty one. Yeah, so it's because it's launched the yeah. launched <laughs> the launched the Marvel uh, comic universe. Yeah, I mean, I'll check it out when it comes out. I mean, I like I always like Danny Rand. I've always been a fan. Well. I've always liked Iron Fist. I've always been a fan of the Heroes for Hire books. So yeah, those are cool. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we're gonna we're gonna jump to one of the inserted stories before we get to that rumor. And first, we'll go with JD. You, I had sent this just as you had mentioned something on Twitter about it. We got our first look at Book of Boba Fett coming this end of this year, right? Christmas. Pretty pretty dope. <laughs> Gonna be cool. Yeah. This this feels like I know a lot of people. I know Mark Bernard and was was you know he vexing that he did not love the Mandalorian because he wanted something that was more in the Star Wars underbelly. 
And this seems to be more akin to what he was looking for for the Mandalorian, where the Mandalorian was more lone wolf and cub. And I just don't think it's what he wanted. And he's 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 not great about when shows don't give him what he wants. You know, he kind of poops it. But this seems to be like it made me think of it when I saw this trailer. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what Mark Bernard was saying he wanted from Mandalorian. So to find um, Star Wars underbelly, like the underworld, like the grossness, the the crime lords, the you know something that focuses on the underworld. Ah, uh, okay, I guess so. I that just seems like. Hey, one of the main characters in Star Wars was a, a smuggler. So, a smuggler, but why do you think? I, because I, we I, thought the Mandalorian. I think he thought the Mandalorian would be more like Boba Fett, more of a bounty hunter than a soup than a hero. No, I actually, I actually thought it was going to concentrate even more on the Mandalorians and like. I think that is a safer assumption, but that's what he, I remember. That's what he was talking about. That's what he thought it was going to be, which is what this show looks like. It's it's going to be right. Boba Fett dealing with the the crime the hut family crime the hut crime family yeah there you go syndicate oh, the syndicate there you go so like like right. the support like the the the, uh, the dusty sopranos if you will the or the, the godfather <laughs> godfather in space godfather, <laughs> godfather in sand the, dusty sopranos nice <laughs> you've been you've been pretty uh, meh on a lot of the star wars stuff no this looks dope yeah it does dope. <laughs> it really does dope john said dope god i, I i'm street Kiss the ring, dog. Looks good. Dave, what do you think? No, it does. Like, I liked, I don't know why, the, the image of his helmet with the, the credits falling out of it. Look cool, right? Yeah, like, there's I like that. Def, There's definitely going to be some cool shots in this. You know, like, I kind of like the idea of dealing with the crime family, but I don't, I don't want too much of those scenes of them, like, talking. Well, yeah, I assume that's not going to be everything. <laughs> no, he's, I mean, we think the- it... We did get a whole movie of we did get a whole movie of like trade talks. So I mean, George Lucas is out of the picture. (laughs) And this is Boba Fett, and look at the situation he's in. It's like that they're trying to push the idea that he he wants to. They even said it in the in the was it the the uh, voice overlay, right? He said, "I want to I want to rule by respect." Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, well, how. He, yes, Not he doesn't fear. want to. He doesn't. He doesn't want to rule through fear by killing people. So he's going to rule by rule by respect, which is going to force him to kill people. That's Michael Corleone. Yeah, like I think that's what we're going to get a little bit on this one is something more akin to that that we haven't seen in Star Wars. I mean, it's basically strong. Like we basically saw a strong army. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my prediction is going to be he's going to try to not be as ruthless as. Boba Fett at first, but then realizes Jabba, you mean? That's what I meant. He's not going to be as ruthless as Jabba at first, but then realizes like they're going to force his hand. They're going to force his hand, and he's going to have to start killing people. The drama. I'm okay with it. I think it's pretty cool. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen anything like this in Star Wars before, so that's uh, this intriguing. I'm curious to see how you do this in a Star Wars world. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I'm excited. It's. I mean, it's frustrating that you know it took this long to get a trailer, but that's like par for the stuff now you don't get the trailer too yeah too far we are out coming out of but we are also coming out of the pandemics so the world is a little bit different than it was you know and, so and it's been a while since forward. we've had we've had it's been a while since we've had something on disney plus like i'm kind of and like, we just finished what if like a couple weeks ago yeah yeah it's been it's been a long time since oh, so like oh, anything you're, like an, you're like an addict man you're <laughs> just like, no I, I i need my I need my fix. Just get, get I mean, we're going to have, we're going to have Book of Boba Fett and Hawkeye are like around the same time here, aren't we? That's fine with me. Yeah, me too. I can't put on, we have, 
we have to talk about both. Well, so, at least we'll make it you know, the dry period's over. The dry period. Oh my We've god. We've come out the other side. <laughs> How are those veins there, John? Uh, they're good. Yeah. Nice and vascular. <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean I think we're all looking forward to it. Let's uh, How about this other trailer we had to watch before the show? The 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 trailer to a trailer. I hate these things. Uh, There's nothing worse than the trailer to a trailer to a trailer of a film. That has it's that, it wasn't even a trailer to a trailer. It was a it's behind was, the scenes of the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Science. It was a teaser of the trailer, right? It's a teaser of a tra- of a trailer. Not yes. a documentary so, style teaser of a trailer. God, I hate Sony. <laughs> so obviously it's we're talking about Morbius. So by the time you hear this, you'll have seen the Morbius trailer. Yep. We just have the teaser to the trailer. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I mean it felt like a super hard sell for a character who shouldn't be a standalone character in a movie. A character who can't keep his own comic title afloat is supposed to shepherd a a tentpole movie franchise. Good luck with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't see that happening. I, I don't I don't get it. And then and then his little what's his Jarrett Leto's little uh, cast a web comment at the end you know to like the reference to spider-man without saying trying, spider-man he's trying so hard yeah, he really wants this to work i don't yeah. think he's quite over the joker the people the fact that everybody shit on his joker so like he's trying to make this work and i just i don't know what we saw i'm not i've seen vampire movies you know and this one doesn't seem i don't know yeah, the, the seen... vampire movies have gone out of vogue like well, they have, but I mean, like at the same time, they could always come back in with one good one. And not only right, that, but, but right now, uh, sorry, sorry, Dave, just sort of <sighs> like right now, the biggest vampire thing is what we do in the shadows. That it's not exactly no, but at the same time, if something good comes out, that there could be another one. Like there could things could come back in, and I'm, I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is this doesn't look like it's going to be a thing. I think Blade Blade's coming out soon. Do we have any doubt that that's not going to be awesome? But that's being done by Marvel. I know that's the thing. <laughs> And that was going to say, like, how do you make Morbius work on his own? Make him the villain in a movie. That's what you do. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're going to try to make him a a dark hero of some kind. So who's he going to go up against? What's the what's what's his foil? Exactly. Like, no, it works better if you have him against a hero and you try to play off this like dark, scary vampire against the hero. Have him go know, against Nightwolf. Do you know? That's actually not a bad idea. Werewolf by Night, you mean? That's actually. Werewolf by Night, yeah. You know, do you know who? Uh, you guys have all seen the Blade movies, right? The original Blade movie. Oh, yeah. yes. Blade, we're all in agreement. Blade 2 is a pretty awesome movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was. In the original draft of the script, that's more the villain is Morbius. Hmm. Ah. That's who Guillermo del Toro wanted for that. And then, like, so the, the rights things when work because New Line had Blade and Morbius was part of the Spider Man package over at, at Columbia at the time. Yes. And so they weren't going to make him. So they wound up doing the hybrid damn thing, which was pretty good. They had to play with it a little bit. But yeah, when you watch that movie, it makes sense of why they would feel that way about a care, a Morbius, like a man-made vampire instead of a natural vampire. Yes. And that's another thing too. Like it's the answer. The answer is blade. That's where the villain should be. It should be blade, but it can't. (laughs) And it's funny how, like you said that too, because I always thought that was weird too. Like, we all know it's Sony. So why do they show the Columbia? Because well, there's a reason because they bought Columbia, right? That's a and that's a time yeah. film thing, Columbia Pictures. Right. They don't want to just be Sony. Like they like being Sony, they like slapping Sony and everything, but there's still like there's still a crude interest and in, in like uh, nostalgia for the old film studios. 
how I'm surprised no one's tried to restart RKO, to be quite honest with you. Like, RKO. Yeah. Or Screen Gems? Is Screen Gems screen... still around? I'm not sure about Screen Gems. Screen Gems yeah. is a big thing for a while. Or United Artists. How about, uh, how about or, 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 Orion? Orion is not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Or like MGM. MGM is another one. Right. No, no, but like, how come no one's tried to reboot Orion? Because Orion movies were not good. With they the exception of With the exception of Robocop and Total Recall. I was going to say, say wait a minute. I had a couple. Name another one. Yeah, it's like Canon. Remember how great <laughs> Canon movies were? Oh, come on. Superman 4? Quest for Peace? <laughs> and you bury yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, might be the worst superhero movie of all time. <laughs> Which which is funny because because and because of and with a fran- fr- I about to say a, franch- a franchise that had like possibly the greatest superhero movie of all time. That's why that's why you know there's been worse movies made, but because of the dramatic fall, it really stands out. <sighs> we should review that some week on the show when there's a slow week. <laughs> yes, I'm, I, is Nuclear Man supposed to be a take on shoot Hyperion? <laughs> no, no. I can't remember. I heard somewhere before there was a, they, they they had a they wanted a different villain and they couldn't get them, so it ended up being Nuclear Man. And I can't they remember. They made their who. own. I could see that. The yeah. first nuclear. If you see the the footage of the first. Oh, Bizarro. That's what it was. Bizarro is supposed to be Superman three because remember he has the fight with the other Superman. Initially, yeah. that was Bizarro. The chain smoking Superman. Initially, yes, that's weird. That's weird too. Initially, <laughs> that movie's supposed to be Brainiac and Bizarro, and we get what we got. Which is why at the end of the movie, that woman gets like absorbed by the computer thing. Yes, and looks mm-hmm. like a. Which is, version. by the way, horrifying. It and was held up. Then, yeah. It's still horror. It's still pretty creepy. Yeah. All right. We're gonna have to do Superman three. I mean four. Hey, do uh, both. I haven't seen three in decades. So. Uh, yes. Just make Superman's costume a little dirty, and then. Give him some grays. Exactly. And have him angry all the time. <laughs> That's, that's all, know, it for, takes. all your, for all your emo Batman shit. That's what this was. That was emo <laughs> Superman in the early 80s. So, in other words, what we're trying to say really is we have no interest in this Morbius. Exactly. So we'd rather talk about Superman 3 and 4. Yes. That's how I'm thinking about them. Like, how did we get here? Oh, yeah, Morbius. <laughs> then to talk about Morbius. Well, let's, uh, let's, t- let's talk about World War Hope then. Do you think this is any reality? To that's that. So that's why I brought it up because this is a rumor that started, and it's a few outlets have picked it up, but none of the major ones yet. Which so it keeps it still in the rumor category. But there's now there's people talking about like, well, this is what they could do with World War Hulk, and this is what they could do. But like, did they miss the boat? Is it too late to try I to do so. World War Hulk? Yeah, I think so. But they already they already kind of did right. That was uh, they did Planet They did Planet, Planet Hulk. War War Hulk is a story where he comes back. And I'll be honest with you, World War Hulk is not as fondly remembered. Like people say because it sounds cool. The actual World War Hulk book is not as good as Yeah. It's not yeah. I mean, like it's just like I mean the premise, the premise is cool. Like he gets back to Earth and he's pissed that they sent him away. Yeah, but then you gotta stretch into six issues and crossovers. And it's like the idea, and I've read World War Hulk, that's why I can say this. The idea is not strong enough. Could they make it work? Sure. But they can't, right? Because they still can't do individual Hulk movies. No. I, well, that's the part of the that's part of the thing is they deal with Universal. If they're talking about it, maybe they regain the rights from Universal. That's but. possible. I don't want to see it. I think there's better Hulk. Stories. I I I, I, I mm. believe I heard something before that. Yeah, they do. They have worked out a deal with Universal, but yeah. It, but it would I, take it, it would take a crowbar and a lot of creative writing to shoehorn world war hulk into the current mcu timeline though it would because we just had a hulk that we have the professor hulk right now right like we have our early 90s hulk basically 
Yeah. Shang-Chi after credits scene. I haven't seen Shang-Chi yet. What happens in that? Oh. I'm waiting oh. for it to get to Marvel to our Disney Plus. Okay. Well, in the after credits scene, a spoiler. Go ahead. He goes uh, at this point it's my fault. So God, why can't I think of his name? The Wong? other guy Wong brings Shang-Chi and uh, Aquafina. I can't think of the character's name. Back into the Sanctum Santorum. The water? No, the the actress. She plays the the like love interest in Shang Chi. Okay. Yeah, Aquafina. Her name is actually yeah. Aquafina. No, but that's what she goes by. She was a oh, ra- okay. internet rapper or whatever, and then. Oh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm sorry. Everybody calls her Aquafina. Everyone okay, calls okay. her Aquafina. And now I'm out of the loop, but continue. So brings them back to the the Sanctum, and they're talking about the rings, you know, and like because you know they detected some kind of energy from it, and. In there, talking with them via those space phones, is Captain Marvel and Bruce Banner. Not not Professor Hulk. Not Bruce Professor Banner. Hulk. Bruce hmm. Banner. So we could have the Rage Hulk back, which makes sense. He was very, but how? Because he was he was still Hulk at the end of the End Game. Hmm. Right, and there's no right, and they they, they don't. They, it just it's just there. They don't explain it. They don't do nothing. It's just well, they, they, the other rumor about that is that they're they're playing it that Bruce Banner realized that the longer he was professor hulk that he he realized that the end result of that would be the maestro that's also ooh, that now there's your story yes now that's what they should do oh a future imperfect yeah that's the hulk story if they're going to make a hulk movie that's what we need the maestro big yeah. fan of that idea because they never showed what bruce banner's vision was when when scarlet witch hit him with the mojo in oh, was a good back point. then That's so it, it might have it might have been he saw he saw himself as maestro and then you know things happened he became professor hulk and then he realized that you know he was repressing the hulk's rage at, in, in order to obtain that form and that things were start things were get head that way because that's what the story was with the professor eventually he pushes on and becomes the maestro yeah. hmm I hope what you say comes happening because that's a much more interesting story than World War Hulk. That's just punching. And like, that's all the superheroes versus Hulk. And we don't have a century in this universe that can go toe to toe with the Hulk, nor should we, by the way. Please don't give us a century. Plus, we don't have a Tony with Hulkbuster armor anymore. We don't yeah. have. Yeah, but we do have a Captain Marvel. I mean, I don't want to see that. Yeah. I mean, we had we got a, a Hulk Iron Man fight in uh, Age of Ultron. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I feel like we've been here. I, I feel like. I feel like the moment has passed and I don't think that story is good enough to revisit anyway. So me. Right. Yeah. And we didn't build toward it either. Like, I don't know how you make it work at this point. It's, it really would be shoehorning it in. So. And and you're right. What was it? Century would be, it's not good enough to be in the MCU. The uh, storyline. The, the original century story is really fun and interesting, but much as I like Bendis, by the time he reintroduced the character, it was just, damaged superman and i feel like we've seen enough of that yeah true true i mean you know i've got you guys every week it's enough damaged men i need uh they were calling me damaged superman i was like thanks i'll take that in in stride (laughs) yeah 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 all right so you know we'll turn it over to you guys would you have any interest in a world war hook and how would they make it work that's what i want to know how would they make World War Hulk work in the MCU. That's that's just it. I can't think of a reason uh, of any way to like I said, it'd take a crowbar and a and a shoehorn to, to get it in there and a and a lot of playing fast and loose with the current the current timeline in order to make it work. 
that. when I said turn it over to you, I was talking to the audience, not you. Hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the audience now and say, yeah, I don't think so. But oh, I'm sure I'm sure someone's gonna have an answer. Maybe Don, maybe Ray from the Gorilla Brain podcast. One of them's gonna chime in with something stupid. All right. Well, on that note, I wait to see what they say. We'll take our second and final commercial break and come back with our main topic that we've been promising for three weeks now. A Halloween show in November. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Yes. We're here to talk a little spooky, ooky Halloween turkey. In November. Yeah, in November. Yeah, it's a spooky turkey. The fear turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna base the fear turkey <laughs> so lego Basing star blood <laughs> the beginning of last month on disney plus we got uh lego star wars terrifying tales which is like an anthology of scary stories for the halloween time sure they are <laughs> and and well, you know i'm just gonna real quick talk about it i'm sure no one cares anymore so <laughs> we'll make it quick we'll make it quick so what did, what did you guys think? We'll start with JD because, you know. Anytime you're going to parody, parody the Lost Boys, I'm, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm in yeah. and I love it. And you do the shirtless sax guy who in the comic continuity actually himself was a vampire hunter. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved when the shirtless sax guy showed up. I'm like, oh, they, yes. they're going for it. They're like, yes. if you're going to go, go. And they went. So I'm good. And then, and then what was the the second parody? I wasn't sure what that was, or if it was even a parody. It was the lightsaber thing with I Darth Maul. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that that was a parody per se, but they eh. were telling the story of that that ancient Sith lightsaber and how Darth Maul tried to get it for the Emperor. That one was necessarily a. I'm looking it up right now, but it didn't ring a bell. At least. That was the that was the only time we saw Darth Maul fight. Was it Sidious? No. What's the, uh, what's uh, the General Grievous? General Grievous, right? That's yes. the first time we've we've seen them together, and yeah, it, it worked about the way I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was that was weird, and then and then the final parody. Oh God, what was it? You guys don't remember, do you? No, no. It's like I see. That's the thing. We watched this a month ago, and I'm trying to remember what all happened. I'm looking at the Wikipedia.com to try to remember. This is the Wikipedia. Paw? The, the monkey's oh, paw. The, the, well, the, the monkey's paw. Yeah, it was fun. That was fun based just on the name alone. Yeah, but yeah, and that, that and that completely rewrote all of the timeline, which was really funny to watch. It was. I thought that I thought John would take interest with that one because they're literally rewriting continuity in front of us. It's fun, especially in like a Simpsons Halloween type of way of looking at it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of delivering it all in a within a story of them turning Darth. Vader's castle into a tourist uh, trap. Tourist trap. That's fun. Yes, I think they played a little too seriously at points. To be honest with you, yeah, it was all, kind of all over the place. It is totally. It's it's really it really bounced around because like you got the Lost Boy is clearly you know the Lost Boys, mm -hmm. and then they do the Wookiees pop. But there's other things like they're actually fighting to save things, and it's like oh, like it seems like it couldn't decide whether it wanted to be parody or whether it wanted to be a straight up story. So it kind of stuck somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's why, like, the third story doesn't feel it's not a parody of something, it's just an actual story that kind of is a Star Wars story, yeah. And it doesn't and it doesn't fit in the context of it, so and it was it kind of, I mean, it was made with us in mind, 
but I, I don't know. I feel, you know what? It, it felt like it, it was made for a brain dead version of me. Yeah, fair. So it was made for you. Shut up. <laughs> I, I handed that one to you. You took it and that's fine. But yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, it, it's, it's not, it's not Teen Titans Go, but it's not. No, it's definitely not Teen Titans Go because Teen Titans Go would have gone all the way in being parody. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it, like, it's like it can't. Okay. Yeah, that's a great thing. It can't decide if it wants to be Teen Titans or Teen Titans Go. Right. Yes. So it's like, it's, it's, like one. Yep. it's like stuck in the middle between them, which yeah. leaves you kind of confused and like, should I, am I supposed to laugh here? Am I supposed to feel profound? Like, yeah. Now it kind of misses the mark. Now, so, if, you're, if you're not an adult Star Wars fan who tries to overanalyze everything from from Star Wars, then you might enjoy. Well, it. then, uh, then so uh, kids, uh, kids might. Andy, enjoy it. Andy didn't love it. Really? I was going to say, did Andy like it? So okay, he, he watched it with me. He thought it was okay. He's never asked to watch it again. And this is a kid that's made me play, you know, the the headless horseman every day for the last three weeks. No, kid, but, kids that like something would, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a good test. But that's the other thing too, like. He doesn't get that they're parodying the Lost Boys or not yet the Twilight Zone. Mom won't let me. Mom you won't know. let me inform him that those are parodies of other things that I could show him. No, but it, it's like it's like it didn't it didn't land with him, you know. And that Unlike, should be your core it, audience. It should because he loves the Lego shows, right? right. Usually when there's a Lego something like he likes the other Lego Star Wars stuff, right? He's he's got Lego Star Wars books. He loves Lego like marvel stuff like he likes or lego batman stuff like he's entertained by it but this one it didn't work for him yeah oh and, and uh even kids can recognize like yeah even kids will recognize when something doesn't even know what its own tone should be because mm-hmm. they won't they won't tell you this is bad they just will be like eh. yeah <laughs> exactly that that is a hundred percent right yeah yeah i don't know i mean it's yeah again it wasn't terrible but it wasn't like, I mean, and again, it's why it's on Disney Plus, right? Like, I don't, no one's going to run out and buy this on DVD. No one was going to run out and see this in the theater. So. But usually little... the quality of the Star Wars stuff has been so high of late as I, my expectations were higher than they should have been. Well, Apparently. It's, it, it's really skewed it. So like, you know, anything that falls short of awesome gets, gets ranked on pretty hard, but which, which makes it harder for them, I'm sure. But, uh, but at the same time, <clears throat> it's almost like, you know, they also didn't quite stick the landing with the, uh, the Visions show, you know? We didn't love that one. We liked it, but we didn't. I liked like it better it. than this, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I Like I said, if it was just the Lost Boys one, I'd be like, this is great, and would have, like, never thought a bad thing about it. The director yes. was Ken Cunningham, and the writer was David Shane. Yeah, it's like, I it don't It, it might have worked better if they had, like, just done the Lost Boys parody and the Monkey Balls parody we'll and keep, then, yeah because again we'll keep the, that one doesn't that one one doesn't fit right yeah, and you I don't need you. you really don't need the other story around it either like it's funny david, but like it, yeah david shane has done a lot of lego stuff lego jurassic world lego star wars all-stars lego jurassic world again lego star wars remaker adventures ninjago this so stinky and dirty show i have no idea what that but uh, yeah and ken cunningham is another another all lego guy huh although he did a barbie and her sisters in a puppy chase video but uh, lego star wars holiday special lego marvel lego jurassic park looks like he, him and shane have worked together so yeah, um, yeah. I, I would i'd be curious um people listening if you have kids maybe say between the ages of five and ten 
you know, did they like it? You know, didn't they like it? Because I, I really feel like that should be the core audience for this stuff. It might it might keep them quiet once, but you're not going to get more than one run out of it. No, I agree. Like I said, we, he has not expressed interest to watch it again. And like I said, every day on the way to school, we have to do the end of the Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. Well, there you go. Fair enough. That, loves, that, loves that one. That, that explains it all. You know what? Before we close this out, though, I have a question. And it kind of goes along the lines of we're, we expectations, right? As we're all aware that Eternals is coming out very shortly. And I'm seeing it ha- Saturday. And there are already early reviews for it. And apparently there are some mixed reviews. Mixed reviews of what? Eternals. There's actually oh, yeah, a couple. I've seen that. There's actually some really bad reviews. And I mean, there are some that are so bad where it's like, oh, is this the end of Marvel? And it's like, it's one movie, dude. But here's my question, right? So, and it's funny because the, the my date on Saturday when we saw Venom, the there was an Eternals trailer. And she's like, I heard it's bad. Do you want to go see it? <laughs> and, and we were talking about this and and... My that's point. Keep, that's a keeper, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna say that is. <laughs> <laughs> but, what, what the room? Oh, I have to go see room. that. <laughs> oh, this sucks ass. Let's go. But my, my, yeah, we'll look at the extra, the extra large popcorn with that one. <laughs> my my point was expectations. Like we've come to expect a Marvel formula, and if this movie deviates from that formula, people are automatically like, it's no good. And it's like, is that because you? had an expectation for it to is it is it the that'd be shame gets, though but is it the formula that gets deviated from or is it because they deviate which we don't know yet we haven't seen it is right, it right because they deviate from the formula or is it because they just didn't stick the landing and again no one has been like <clears throat> from the moment this movie got announced people were giving it the stink eye yes right like they was, did with guardians of the galaxy yeah but the guardians of the galaxy trailer blew everyone away yeah this trailer did not right Yes, and now it's getting bad reviews. It's gonna, yeah, yeah. I think like we talked about, like the Guardians trailer told you the movie in two minutes. The Eternals trailer did not tell us the movie. No, it's it was like look at this. Well, the first trailer was horrible. The second trailer was okay. It was okay, and then we still don't really know the story. You know, this has been this has been a hard one for them, and I think they kind of overthought this one. I don't. I think they need to leave the later era Kirby creations alone but the but the, the thing yeah. is like even if this is even if this isn't that great it's still better than 90 percent of everything out there we like, don't know that well it's, it's not I mean, gonna the rotten tomato scores in the 50s man now, i'm not a rotten tomatoes guy but the marvel stuff tends to go a lot higher than that with the critics eh, i don't know I, I mean it's not it's not gonna be the the inhumans but well that also wasn't a movie movie that was just a made for tv piece of shit it was originally supposed to be a movie, though. It was, but I mean, like, Mar- that was, again, that was Marvel trying to pretend like the X-Men aren't really a thing. We'll just right. replace the X-Men. That was Ike. We'll just replace, well, you take your X-Men, I'll have my own X-Men. Well, and Look I think that's... Blackjack. Right, that, that's how, that's what they did with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They had to mm-hmm. play the, the Inhumans card. I, I think that's part of the problem, too, is that... Is that at this point? I don't know if I don't know if you can say scraping the bottom of the barrel, but like they're going to start introducing more and more characters that aren't as mainstream now that we've already gotten all the big ones. Yeah, you're so, right. So, so that's I think that's part of the problem too. You walk in and it's like I have no idea who any of these characters are. 
Yeah, but, then, but again, they've stuck the landing before in these situations because nobody right. knew who Ant-Man was. They stuck the landing with Ant-Man. Nobody mm-hmm. knew who Star-Lord or Rocket Raccoon were, and they stuck the landing. So they're a little confident. <laughs> Same with Captain Marvel. And de- as debatable as that one was, it made money. They stuck the landing. Like, a plant that yeah. only knows one phrase, I am Groot, is like one of the work. biggest... Yeah. And, well, let's think is Chloe Zhang is supposed to be a and, and she's a good filmmaker but every film great like i said we talked about 1941 earlier every filmmaker has something that just doesn't stick do patty jenkins one woman one is really good one woman two is very meh you know this is not it's not gonna be one way to settle this we're gonna have to go see it of course for the podcast are. yeah that's what we do on this show <laughs> Yes, it was all a segue to say, "Hey, I think we're going to go see this." Um, I just, I just want, I just want to say, like, we got to be careful. Like, if again, like the the standard Marvel, you know, what three act play, ah, they're 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 all quadrinary. If this is different, you know, I don't want to poo poo it just because ah, it tried to be more auteur than it I is. I disagree. If it doesn't follow a three act structure of a hero's journey, it's a failure because well, the vast majority of Western fiction follows that stuff. Right. I mean, I, I get I get that point, but if it's if it's not like the the Marvel formula, I'm, right? I'm if fine it's... with if it doesn't follow the Marvel formula. Just give me a good movie with some entertaining characters. I'm not seeing hmm. that so far. Okay. Right. I mean, like the thing is, I'm trying to try to go in with. I have like no expectations. At Me this neither. Point. I'm expecting it not to be good. So hopefully I, I'm hopefully I'm surprised. Right. Yeah. All hmm. right. All that to say, eh, maybe watch Lego. We'll see. Starifying Tales next Halloween. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap this, this puppy up. We got any recommendations for our audience out there? John, you got anything this week? The injustice, uh, was it justice league injustice or injustice, whatever. Uh, not, great well then then you don't recommend it it's an anti-recommendation i i I, it's oh it's it's i rescind my recommendation i i am i am anti-recommending because it missed the entire point of the actual injustice storyline but okay so that out of the way i mean we may review that later but let's see i just discovered a new anime actually i discovered a new anime that's been out for three years now called Fruits Basket. And I had always passed it by because I thought it was an, another Japanese cooking anime. And turns out it's not. Turns out it's a really poignant and, and very touching story about very, very horrible people. So, so yeah. It's about us? No. <laughs> not that horrible. Uh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, it's, uh, so Fruits Basket. You know, I, I, sorry, 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 JD, like the title's just like I'm un- eh on the scale. I'm unimpressed on this one, but yeah, I know. I'll let it slide. <laughs> uh, they can't all be no uh, tentacle, my teenage tentacle daughter or whatever. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a new one called jo- jobless reincarnation. Look, that's my life. Yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> so that's it for me. Okay. JD. I just finished the dead zone. I finished it's the, the, the Stephen King novel. I'm going back and reading all the old King. Cause it occurred to me. I had read nothing of his stuff pre night, pre 2000. So I've been collecting a lot of his older works. I immediately finished the book and I rented the movie. It's a great world we live in where I could just click the button and just do that. Um, yeah. You didn't read any of his stuff pre 2000. No, I've never read any of his pre 2000 stuff. So you've never read like Christine Cujo, nope. the seen shining, the movies. seen the movies, never read the books. I just saw the movies and absorbed them through cultural osmosis. I never actually oh read my them God. So I'm doing I'm going back and I'm I'm collecting the older ones. I'm gonna do the shining next. 
first I'm gonna try Dean Kuhn's thing. But yeah, I loved this story. I thought there were some flaws in the book, and it was fascinating to see how the movie tackled. Like hmm. the movie, I thought tied up some of the narrative, some of the narrative issues I had. But I uh-huh. thought the movie moved at too breakneck of speed because it's an hour forty minutes. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the books. It's yeah. almost moving too fast. But I dug it. I thought it was awesome. And there's a lot of changes, especially in the third act that get made. But for just like a comparison thing, it's really cool. And it's also kind of funny, too, because in the, in the book, he's supposed to be 20 when this accident, 23, he's a kid when this accident happens. And you follow him for like 10 years afterwards. So he gets to the big moment. Right. And then it's Christopher Walken's like 40 at the yes. very beginning of of the movie but he's christopher walken and he's his delivery is so fantastic in this like so i highly recommend both the movie and the book in fact i recommend you try to do both because they both operate on, on very different levels cool hmm. all right that, that's usual for for stephen king stuff it is because like you know he especially some of his younger stuff like i find cocaine stephen king to be less focused for yeah. some reason well i wonder why um, yes he tends to go <laughs> off in tangents Sometimes and his ability to go off a tangent can make really great stuff like in the dark the, the dark tower. Sometimes his tangents are just fantastic. Other times, like he'll tangent stuff, like because again, he doesn't plot, he just writes and yeah, the right. book ends, the book ends. And sometimes that works, and sometimes you're left scratching your head, like, well, that's kind of weird. But I liked where this where this story went. Like uh, yeah, I like Dead Zone a lot. And uh I don't think I'll be reading it again because I just I don't read books twice. You know, I can just read another book. <laughs> exactly i'd much rather just read another book but i liked i liked the movie i would like to see a modern adapt i'd like to see someone do this today now that we let stories breathe a little bit because there are three those three acts could make you know a miniseries so i would love to see a longer more beat out version of the dead zone cool all right well i would recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page. Comic book reviews by our good friend D Square. And you know, I don't I I I I talked about Venom at the beginning of the, the show. I really don't have anything else. So I'm just going to say I recommend that you go see the Eternals. Because really? that is what we will be talking about when is it next come? week. Does it come out this yeah. week? It comes yeah, out this week. Probably, I think oh, it comes out Wednesday, maybe? I don't know. I had to go to the movies this week. God damn. <laughs> yes, you can be as, as excited as JD when we talk about this show, uh, movie next week. I just don't want to go to the theater. Fine. Yeah. I... On that note, as always, thanks for listening. Don't let your cake call. Get. Oh my God. <laughs> Take two. Thanks for listening and don't you rot you... Nick Toe. <laughs> oh my god. No, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out and don't let your cape go out the door. One, Have a good and week. Two and three and punch. Daylight <laughs> <laughs> come and they won't go home.